I wanted to start off with some uh, funny New Year's resolutions this morning, okay? Some funny New Year's resolutions. Has anybody got like a list of New Year's resolutions that they find funny? No? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> live the best life, live my best life and only buy pants with no buttons or zippers. <laughs> live your best life this year, 2021, Okay. Go vegan for six months and inevitably give up. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, sign up for a marathon that it will bravely actually not run. Unfollow the Kardashians, but continue to keep up. <laughs> Just some ideas for you guys. Might change your life. Remember to make overnight oats the night before, even though I won't eat them in the morning. <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Buy all the leftover 2020 calendars and burn them. <laughs> Does that sound good? Okay. Go outside among people. New Year's resolution. <laughs> Relearn social cues after a year at home. <laughs> One of my favorites is, do so much yoga that you'll actually justify wearing yoga pants 24-7. <laughs> is that good? All right. Hey, we're going to get the message started here. And so um, we are going to be looking at the book of Jeremiah. Do you guys, have you ever read the book of Jeremiah before? Yeah, super, super good. We're going to be looking at that. And uh, as we get started today, I just wanted to kind of reminisce with you a little bit. Around this time, uh, when I was 19 years old, I would actually be uh, working for a company called Jeremy Construction. I got out of high school and I went right to work in construction work. And during that time, uh, we would get dollar houses, which is a dollar house is something that the city of Davenport would do. And they'd find a condemned house or a really beat up house. And then they would invest a bunch of money into it. And it would uh, be something that the, a homeowner could actually buy for a dollar. And so we would pull up to the job site, and it would be around this time because normally throughout the year, you're out there roofing and siding and putting in windows. And so around this time of the year, like we're going to be doing a bunch of work to an inside of the house. And so we'd pull up to the job site, and we'd look at the house, and then uh, we'd kind of come up with some ideas for what we want it to look like. And then we would uh, go inside the house and start coming up with a checklist of different things that need to get done. These checklists are like exhausting sometimes. Because uh, with a dollar house, what you do is you actually take everything down to its original design. And you had to follow the, uh, the codes that the state would have. And so um, we'd go in there and start demolition. But first off, we would start with a checklist. And so as I was thinking about this year, and I was thinking about 21, I feel like the word for us as a church is the word restoration. Restoration. And so this might feel, this entire year might feel like a Home Depot training course, which, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's what I know. <laughs> but we're going to be restoring some things. We're going to be restoring some hope, some joy, restoring ourselves. And so what I'd invite you to do today, if you were to take out a checklist of some different things that you're asking the Lord to restore this year, what would it be? 
What would that checklist be that you're, you're saying, God, you know what? Uh, these things have come up. I've, I've came to a conclusion that I'm asking you to restore these things. And so I have some different ones that maybe will hit home with you, that hit home with me. Maybe you need your trust for people restored this year. Asking God, you know, I'd love to trust people again. I'd love to, like, be all in in a friendship or a relationship or even a community, a church. Maybe you need your trust for God restored. God, I totally trust you with my life, whatever that looks like. Maybe you need faith that can move mountains restored. Maybe you come to the conclusion like, man, my faith is, is pretty low. I would love to have that faith that could actually move mountains, that faith that I used to have in God. Uh, we prayed for Amy, uh, mentions a lady that was in the hospital with COVID, and we prayed for her uh, like as soon as she mentioned it. And then uh, three days later, she said, you know what? She's doing a lot better. And I was like, Oh, wow, this works. Because <laughs> this, you know, it's just been a lot of prayers and a lot of like, I don't know, you know, and it just seems like, okay, like I'm going to continue to pray. But maybe you need your faith that can move mountains restored, like totally faith in God that my prayers are answered, that, that God hears my prayers. Maybe you need joy that's unspeakable, joy above circumstances restored, the joy that the Lord gives. A love for the Lord. A love for God. Maybe you need that restored this year. Maybe that's one of the things that you're just like, you know what, I've done a lot of other things, but I'm going to come back to a love for God. Do you have any relationships that need restored? God wants to restore those. I want you to know that. Um, can I just share something really personal? Uh, I have managed to make a lot of people mad last year. Me. <laughs> Imagine that. It's really hard to make decisions around here. Sorry. It, it is. It's, it's hard to have, you know, uh, the right decision at all times. And so I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there right now. If I've made you mad, will you forgive me? It wasn't intentional. And online, <laughs> if I've made you mad, will you please forgive me? There's a lot of relationships last year that I'm like, I thought we had strong relationships. And then like just the little things, little things. Because in isolation, the enemy works over time. So maybe you're like me. You're like, man, I have a lot of relationships I would love for to be restored right now. What needs restored this morning? I just want to tell you some truth that God is in the restoration business. He loves to restore. He loves to restore his kids. He loves to bring us back to our original identity in him. And the truth that he says about us, not the things that we hear about us. He loves to restore. So today, let's start the restoration project. Let's get this project off the ground running. Yeah. Let's start inviting the Lord to restore some things in our life. 
We picked the book of Jeremiah that we're going to be going through because it's just such a great book of God restoring his people back to himself. God's call on people. And so we're going to get to know Jeremiah today a little bit. Jeremiah wasn't a bullfrog. (laughs) I had to throw that in somewhere that felt right. If that made you mad, I'm sorry. In every good restoration project, if you've been uh, through some restoration projects and maybe in your house and stuff, there's demolition to be done. So what I'm saying, what I'm inviting us into today and I'm inviting you into this year is I'm not inviting you into throwing some paint up and like caulking a certain area and like just kind of like, okay, let's move on to the next project. What I'm inviting you into is like, get out your hammer, get out your sledgehammer, and get things back down to the studs, back to its original frame. That's what I'm inviting you into. So it's going to get messy. It's going to get dirty. But I'm telling you, after you go through a restoration project, you come back to what God originally designed you to be. And that's where we need to live from. Instead of overlooking all of the different things that we've like taken on from other people and what they've said about us, and we start living out of what they've called us or what they've said about us, we got to come back to our original design as what Lord created us to be, our identity in Christ, our identity in God, that he made us in his image, that he loves us just the way that we are. And so it's going to get dusty not the entire year, but the very beginning of it, because you got to do demolition first. We got to get through what everybody else has said about us. We got to come back to our original desire for God. That we totally trust God and we desire Him 100%. So let's look at Jeremiah 1. You guys ready? It's going to be up here on the screen. If somebody asks you, What did you do today? you can say, You know what? I read an entire chapter of the Bible, because we're going to read the entire chapter. I think you guys have it in you that you can follow along with this, right? Especially when we talk about words like Jehoiakim and stuff like that. You know him, right? Jehoiakim? Yeah. (laughs) Let's pray. Ready? God, we just invite you to restore us. Just pour out your power, Lord. move through any baggage we can brought in. Lord, truly want to hear your heart. We want to hear you. Would we be okay with getting messy, taking off the mask and acting like we have it all together and coming to a conclusion? There's some things in our life we need restored, and that's okay. Do the deep work, God. As we read this passage, Lord, I just pray that you would expand our minds to understand and and to hear what it is that you have to say. Lord, I pray that I would get uh, beyond myself, that your words would come out of my mouth, that it wouldn't be my words, Lord, or my knowledge, but it would be your words to your kids here this morning. Just highlight the things that need to be said and the things that don't need to be said. Take them out. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 
Come, Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? We have the Holy Spirit that brings life to the Bible. Like these words on the screen will come to life through the Holy Spirit's power. It's so cool. We're not on our own. Like, I don't understand this stuff. I'm in the same club. Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests of Anathon, in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the 11th year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. So that little chunk there, one thing that we can learn out of that is that Jeremiah was a priest. The word of the Lord came to him when he was a priest. And I want to say that at this time, priests were highly valued. So like when you'd walk through a town as a priest, you know, oh, hey, would you like some bread? Would you? you know, there's a lot of value in the priests. And so he was respected in his town. He was a young guy. He's about 20 years old. He's a 20-year-old priest. And everybody loves the priest. So just remember that. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of love for being a priest. And people respect you. They value you. Verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Think of Psalms 139 where David says the same exact thing, right? Psalms 139. Before I knew you, before I knit you together in your mother's womb, I knew you. I had plans for you. So the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah and says, hey, I've called you. I've set you apart. This word set apart is another word for holy. So I've made you holy. You're set apart. You're different. What I'm calling you into is going to be a different challenge. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Isn't that the first thing that we do when, uh, when God calls us into something? <laughs> um, yeah, I really can't do that right now, God. I'm really young. I, can't, I don't have the money to do that. I really don't have the skills to do that. But Jeremiah, I called you into something. I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you, and say to them a command that I send you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand, and he touched his mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. So I just want to say, when God calls you into something, if there's a little bit of pushback, a lot of times like what the Lord will do is, like the Lord didn't have to touch Jeremiah's mouth for God's words to be on his mouth. God's word were already on his mouth, but he met Jeremiah in the middle. Okay, you're saying you're too young. You're not really sure of where I'm sending you. And so he reaches out his hand, touches his mouth, and says, okay, now you know that you're sent. A lot of times the Lord will confirm things. Even if we push back like, God, I don't know that you're calling me into that. The Lord will confirm it. He'll give you some opportunities. Okay, here's, here, no, this is what I'm calling you into. And you're going to see that a couple more times here. See, today I appointed you over the nations and the kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see an almond branch, an almond tree, I replied. 
the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So Jeremiah pushes back. I don't know that you're calling me into this. God says, okay, well, hold on. I'm going to touch your tongue. Now I've put my words on your mouth. And then he uses this almond tree, which another word for almond in the Hebrew is actually I've seen or you're seen, to be seen. And so he gives them a vision of like, what do you see, Jeremiah? Oh, I see this almond tree. Cool, because I see you. Lord always confirms things. When he calls you into something, he confirms it. The word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that's boiling, I answered, and it's tilting towards the north. The Lord said to me, from the north, disaster will be poured out, and to all who live in the land, I'm about to summon all my people in the northern kingdoms, declares the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones in the entrance and the gates of Jerusalem. They will come against all of her and her surrounding walls and against the towns of Judah. I will pronounce my judgments on my people because of their wickedness and forsaking me and burning incense to other gods and in worshiping what their hands have made. What I want you to hear in this, a lot of times when you read the Old Testament, is you think, like, God was so mad. Look how angry he is all the time. <laughs> Always smiting people. <laughs> and so one, one thing that you can see in this is, uh, I will pronounce my judgments on my people because of their wickedness in what? In forsaking me. So God had called his people out of Israel or out of Egypt. He is taking care of them. These are his people. He loves them. At all times, he's taking care of them. He's always watching over them. They're his, his people. And then they start falling into like worshiping things with their hands. It's not that God's angry with them because he's just a mad God. He's calling them back to a desire for them, for uh, himself. And so verse 17 says this. It says, get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified of them or you will be terrified before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. You did it. You read a chapter of the Bible today. Does that feel good? Good work. So you can see in this chapter that Jeremiah is a highly respected priest. He's a 20-year-old guy, and he's trying to figure things out, and the word of the Lord comes to him and calls him into something that's completely uncomfortable. You go from being really highly respected, and you're going to learn that Jeremiah is going to spend the next 42 years of his life talking to people with zero fruit. Nobody turns and, and turns away from their idols. Nobody makes any difference. They, they just continue to go down a rabbit hole of, of sin, and Jeremiah's... Uh, message to them just like goes right over their head. They, they don't really care about it at all. But God calls them from something that's super comfortable to something that's uncomfortable. How many times does he do that with us? 
where he calls us from our comfort zone, where we're comfortable and we're kind of in that situation. It's like, oh, this is easy. This is nice. And then God calls you into something that's really uncomfortable. It's hard. It's uncomfortable to get messy. It's uncomfortable to go back and, and visit some situations in our life that have like totally shaped our identity, but it, it's uncomfortable, so we don't go there. Right? But what I want to invite you guys into this year is this desire for the Lord. Whatever that looks like, this this uh, completely like, God, I can't do this in my own power. I can't do this in my own strength. And so I'm willing to get uncomfortable to like you highlight some different things that I've put above you that have even taken your place in my life. Maybe some words of somebody else that has spoken over my life that I'm valuing their words over God's word. That's uncomfortable sometimes. And so I just invite you this year to be uncomfortable, to come back to original desire, to strip back everything else in our life and just say, God, we desire you, whatever that looks like, to have a, a passion and a, a zeal for Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about church politics. I'm not talking about the church even. What I'm talking about is a passion and a zeal for Jesus. Coming back to him. Coming back to our first love. And that means stripping everything else away and coming back to the studs and going, this is my original desire. This is my original design. So the best way to do that this morning is this, is get dusty and come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be discovering what Jeremiah's life was like, what, what God had actually called him into, what God's, you know, the areas that he wanted to restore in people's life. We're going to be discovering that over the next 10 weeks as a church, reading through the book of Jeremiah. We actually have some, uh, there's in, uh, a flyer in the back of the room over by the connection card box where you can grab a flyer and you can read along. And then when you come to service, it'll actually be a message on what you read in Jeremiah. But yeah, get dusty and come back. Here's, here's what I want to tell you guys. Like the, the caulking and the paint and the quick sand job on a wall is quick, but it's not the original fix. The right way to do it is to tear down drywall, to get it back over, or tear down your plaster, tear down all your lath, and come back to the studs. And then we got to fix and level the floor. <laughs> There's, I, what I want to just invite you into is, you know, coming back to God as our original design and our original desire, it takes a while. It takes a while. Discipleship is a long obedience in the same direction. It's not a one-week fix. That's hard for a lot of people. But if you're saying today, you know what, there's a lot of things in my life that I'd love to see the Lord restore, some dreams that I had that, that I totally gave up on, maybe some things in your life that uh, you would love to see the Lord restore you back into his identity for you, I just want to invite you back. I want to invite you back. It's the very best thing you can do.
as we walk through this together in community and say, God, you know what? I want to be yours. I want you as my desire. I think for some of us in this room, we can just make that conscious decision right now. Maybe you've been pulled in a hundred different directions and desires, and you're like, figured out, like, the world's told you that you should desire this and you should desire that. And you're like, man, it's left me empty-handed. I just want you to know what you've been looking for is Jesus. He's it. He's what I looked for for so many years, trying to look down every single alley, trying to look through every relationship, through everything that everybody else told me that there was to offer. It was Jesus the whole time that I was searching out. And the craziest part of it all is he was searching me out too. He was constantly there. And I just love how this passage in Jeremiah ends. I am with you. You can do all this. You can can get dusty, Jeremiah. You can do the call that I have on your life. You know why? Because God is with you. Jesus wants our hearts. He wants our lives right now, here in this moment. And so would you just consciously, just with me, would you just say, Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. Lord, would you be our one desire right now? Would you be our one desire? Everything else stripped away. We just come back to you as our desire, Lord. Take this year, God. Take this year and do the deep work. Do the deep things in our heart. Do the things that you call us into, the the uncomfortable things, Lord. We choose to get dusty. Be my desire. my desire. Jesus. I just feel like the Lord's just speaking some things into your life that he's wanting to restore that you uh, might be sensing. Yeah, this is, this is some areas that I'm, I'm really excited about us going to, restoring. Also just sense that there's some dreams that, that some of you in this room have had really amazing dreams for what you felt like God had called you into, and uh, things have not looked as planned, and the Lord wants to restore those dreams. His original intention with those. 
Maybe there's some of you that just were ready to give up on some dreams that you had. I just want you to know that the Lord wants to restore those dreams. He's going to give you the strength to, to power through it. And it's going to be through his strength that when we come to the end of ourself, it's him. He takes over. And that's, that's great. That's always good. So, Lord, would you just restore dreams in this room? Restore dreams of relationships in this room. Restore us, Lord. Whatever you want to do, restore us. Be our desire. Yeah, restore hope. Restore joy right now in Jesus' name. Start to restore some joy where where other things have tried to step in place of joy. Lord, I just pray that your joy for your kids would come back right now in Jesus' name. Restore those things. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to what the Lord has for us. So looking forward to it. If you're saying today, I'm a, I don't always do this. I very rarely do this. But if you're saying today, you know what? I, I just want to follow Jesus. You know, he, he is what I've looked for. He's what I'm looking for. I just invite you to just raise your hand right now and just say, you know what? This is, I want to start following Jesus today. Amen. All right. Amen. Very cool. Let's give it up. Let's give it up to God. Yeah. Yeah. It's our one desire. It's our one passion. Amen. You just said the simplest prayer in the world. Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. You could step away from everything else that the world has to offer and just say, Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. You're the one I want. Amen. Well, let's have the worship team come up and lead us in some worship. Just so to, we're going to close out with a song. This is a great opportunity to just, just totally surrender your heart over to God. Um, just invite him in, whatever he wants to do right now. This is also a great time. We have a communion at the back of the room, and then uh, there's some different spots that you can just grab some communion. I just invite you to, to make this a moment with the Lord, to just receive your communion and remember what he did for you on the cross. His body was broken and beaten for us so we can be whole. And that his, his blood was actually for us so we can be forgiven, completely and totally forgiven this morning. So anything that um, you're like, man, I don't know if God could forgive me for something, I just invite you to receive communion today and just remember that he forgives us. He forgives us. And in that forgiveness, I invite you to forgive anybody you're holding anything against this morning. Anything that you need to go, okay, God, thank you for forgiving me, and I choose to forgive. Just invite you to do that. Feel free to get up and move around as we sing this last song.